All right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the nation. Really appreciate each and every last one of you all for being part of this thing. Let's get this thing going one way or another. Appreciate you. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this, Cowboy Nation. Really appreciate each and every last one of you all. I hope you have your coffee. I hope and pray that you guys are having a wonderful, beautiful morning, uh, this early morning um, morning report. I know I'm a little late to the punch, but I, it was live on my Instagram page. And uh, as we can talk about this just a little bit, the utilization of Cole Beasley. Now, <clears throat> this is the thing. I wish that Cole Beasley, me and me, uh, having this uh, notion of Cole Beasley is everything. Remember, I said that he is the ultimate, and I mean the ultimate MVP of this offense as it relates to wide receiver play outside of Amari Cooper. Uh, I think that the utilization of Cole Beasley been okay. That's just not the best that we want to see, but to be honest with you all, nobody, nobody, no 31 other teams are going to design and draw plays for five foot seven, five foot eight wide receiver. They just not. They're not going to invest all of those resources in one particular receiver. Now, I know a lot of people saying, hey, if he goes to uh, the Patriots, he'll be an all star. I mean, who was the Hogan kid that was out there on the Patriots before he got there, right? I mean, you can send Law Nation out there. I might can do something out there for the Patriots. They just had to give me number 24 and somehow squeeze me on the offense, you know. And they'd be like, man, who's that guy right there? <laughs> you know, with the beard, man, he's just lighting it up. Tom Brady is just making this guy look like an all-star. That's what the Patriots do. So, <clears throat> now, would you like to see Cole on another team and, and, and with a, a different type of quarterback that, that that plays to his ability that can actually uh, throw the ball to him in certain situations and things like that and be right on the money, somebody can argue and say yes. But Cole Beasley, he talks about this a little bit. He talks about, uh, as we look at this particular uh, article or, or things that I snatched from the uh, Twitter universe, as we call it, uh, we see that Cole is talking about, hey, uh, this is how this thing goes. He says, torn between wanting at Beasley, number 11, to stay in Dallas. This is what Evans, and this is his response. Uh, and, and he said, also wanted to see him make the money. He deserved to have a jump into He deserved to jump into a system that would utilize his skills, hoping the Cowboys can make both happen. And then, he, and then of course, Cole tweeted out on the front end, utilization is more important than money i'm gonna repeat utilization is more important than money so uh <clears throat> and then cole goes a little bit further now this is why i thought cole was just gonna just shut it down i thought he was just gonna stop you know what i mean i thought he was not gonna text no more and, and shout out to cole you know i worked with his uh his, his uh, management there and his management partner and things like that so i'm not gonna just go all the way ham on everything i'm just gonna let you guys know that for sure, for sure, for sure, Cole, he, he, he speaks the truth. And when he gets on the roll, <laughs> he's going to be like Cottonelle. He was made for all that. You know what I mean? You know, you put the rest on the rest on, on the end of it. Uh, Cole goes, honestly, the front office pushes who they want to get the ball to. I haven't been huge priority in regards. Maybe that would change, but I'm not sure. More balls come my way in two-minute drills where nothing is planned. So when you ad lib, when you think, when you really think about it, Cowboy Nation, if you guys all just look at the full picture of who Cole Beasley is, right? That brother can catch. 
Dang. It's more than just hot sauce out in their field. You know what I'm saying? This is the thing right here. This is the thing. When Cole Beasley is out there, the boy can ball. He's a he's a multi-talent player. People like to just relegate him just to football, but he can ball too. He can play basketball. He can jump out of the stadium. Look, you think, put it like this. You think Odell Beckham is athletic. Cole is athletic as well. Now, I'm going to go all the way back to the, to the precipice of everything. When Cole Beasley first got on his team, who was his quarterback? All right. <laughs> I'm going to wait just a little bit longer. Shout out to you, Howie. Shout out to Ricky Heiss. Shout out to you, Tony Snow. Appreciate you, Chris Torres. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. Money making mall. Yes. Yes. It was Tony Romo. It was Tony Romo. And who ablives better than anyone else? Tony Romo. So not only did you get the two-minute drill during the two minutes, you get the two-minute drill during the whole entire game. That's why Tony Romo was able to find Cole. That's why Tony Romo was saying, okay, although my best go-to weapon is, is Jason Witten, but I'm going to hit up this number 11, Beasley. Remember when he had the hair hanging all down his back? Tony Romo was hitting that boy up. It just so happened to have, it just so happened to be this. When Dak Prescott in 2016, Cole was nice for Dak Prescott. Because you know why? Dak Prescott didn't have the relationship that Tony Romo had with Jason Witten. You see, Tony Romo, when his failsafe was broken down, it was always Jason Witten. Then, then number 11. One can argue it could have been theirs in certain factors. But that's what's going on now. When Dak Prescott got into the league, his number one go-to weapon was this guy right here. I'm going to put my cursor over here. It was this guy right here wearing them two, two wands right here. So you, look, you look, look back at this thing a little bit further, and you'll see right here. Doesn't, then, then he says, well, Lenahan is gone. You know, this is what Joe DeMayo said. Lenahan is gone. And uh, he said, that doesn't mean I'm gone. I'm playing anywhere. I can make more of an impact. I would love to be right here in Dallas, I'm paraphrasing. But, that, but give me anyone else that can make an impact, because he can say more pops and, or to make more impacts, basically. I just want the ball. <laughs> I just want to ball out. It's hard to do it when you get only three or four opportunities. I agree. I agree. So my only thing is Scott Lenahan is gone. And I'm not saying who, that whoever we get, because I'm hearing noise of uh, Doug Nussmeyer is going to call the offense, and they really haven't committed to, to um, what's his name? Oh, Kelly Moore. Okay, they have yet to uh, to go all the way in on him. Let's listen in to 105.3 The Fan. If you've been involved in an accident, we're going to tune back in because the thing is, I want to listen to this uh, Mike Fisher. He's always got the inside plug for all of the news, and he comes on in about a few minutes. So I really want to be on point with that and see what they're going to talk about. They're talking about, you know, earlier this morning, they were talking about they're not all the way sold on Kellen Moore being the offensive coordinator, and they really still don't want to have Jason Gary calling the plays uh, on 105.3. The fan, some some insiders are saying that. So I wanted, I, I trust what they're saying, but you know, validation and everything like that is only good for parking. But I listened to, I listened to, to confirm that Garrett will take over the play calling. Kellen Moore, the OC, the only thing they would say yesterday, Mike, is that John Kitna was being added to the staff. Why won't they confirm any roles? 
Yeah, they can't say that Garrett is going to be the play caller because they don't know that he's going to be. Mm. And ESPN reports on that on Sunday morning were premature. And as we said on Monday, uh, and, and this is the, the only big reveal out of all this, but I'll get to a moment, they, they all need to sit down and do what they've done in the past uh, Russian, when, yeah. when they've made this kind of a move. They did it when they brought Bill Callahan here. Uh, they did it when they brought Scott Linehan here. They, they all sat down and kind of hashed it out. And so to, to announce that the play caller is going to be Jason Garrett would be wrong because they don't know that Jason Garrett's going to be the play caller. That's the starter. Well, the, the one thing that didn't make sense about it was Jerry's insistence. I keep saying it, and I'm giving Jason credit. I thought he became a better game manager and head coach when he was not the OC, when he was strictly the CEO, the walk-around coach, why would Jerry want to go back to that unless he believed that Jason Garrett has learned these new offensive concepts from Sean McVay or the Chiefs or whoever it is or Bill Nagy in Chicago since the last time he ran their offense? Yeah, that latter idea is possible. But, Sean, I just think it's more about Jerry and the Cowboys being showing some wisdom here. Let, let's be open-minded. What's the hurry? to determine who exactly is going to do what. There uh, is no I, hurry I, if it's all in-house, and and Jerry did keep saying we like our in-house people. If there's someone on the outside to hire, there'd be a hurry, but it doesn't sound like they're interested in the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we know, again, uh, we, we know the players here. We know that it's Garrett. We know that it's Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator, almost certainly. We know that Doug Nussmeyer is involved uh, and will have more authority, and we know John Kitten is coming in. I'll continue to, to beat the Ben Rogers drum on the idea. My idea on Jason Witten is that maybe he does something. He, he doesn't get to be the king, but he can be one of the princes. And so what I'm told, Sean. Wait, what did you is, just say? Witten? That, that Jason Witten could join the Dallas Cowboys staff. <laughs> Next no. season. Why not today? Oh, my Because goodness. he's coming back to Monday Night Football next year. There's right. no guarantees of that. I mean, I know he is, unless he's not. Mm-hmm. What is that? <laughs> what does that even mean? He's saying that maybe he doesn't broadcast I, again. I, I mean, I can't. I, I can't say it any clearer. If if Jason Witten wants to escape a job that he's not great at, mm. to instead move to a job that he has stated openly, even when he was leaving the Cowboys to go to ESPN, he was saying that coaching is coaching could be in my future, just not right now. Well, maybe the future is right now. Mm. If Jerry Jones called Jason Witten and said, I want you to be the tight ends coach, and I'll pay you, would Jason Witten listen to him? (laughs) Look, personally, I don't see Jason as a guy who quits something after one year. I I think he tries it a little bit more. True that. Okay, Uh, that's fine, but that doesn't answer my question. If Jerry Jones called Jason Witten and said, do you love broadcasting? And Witten said, it's okay. And he said, would you love to be the tight ends coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Would Jason Witten listen? I don't know. I, I don't know how much he wants to coach. If he wants to be a future coach, I, I would think he would listen. Me too. So uh, I, I'm not suggesting that Jason Witten's going to be in Orlando tonight for the staff meeting, but I'm told there's a staff meeting tonight, and leaving Jason Witten out of it for a moment, that's when they'll all sit down and start figuring it out. And, and Jason Garrett will lead the discussion what about if you do this? What do you guys think of that? And at some point, the offensive brain trust is going to be in order. Garrett, Kellen Moore, Nussmeyer, and Kitna. 
And, you know, we're going to get a glimpse of what they might do at the Pro Bowl. I finally found a reason after 20 years to watch a Pro Bowl. <laughs> Why? I want to see who calls the Cowboys play. Right, me too. I'm, I'm thinking the same more, thing. And you'll have the beginning of your hint. But remember out on the track at Valley Ranch a couple years ago when Garrett was on one end of the track saying, we haven't decided who the play caller is. And Jerry was at the other end of the track saying it's, it's not going to be – or it's going to be Callahan. Or so, Remember that? Mm. Where, where there was it was it was unclear when they were ready to announce it. So don't hurry to announce it. Sit down in Orlando and start the process of figuring out how how these four big quarterback brains and they are that that they 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 are accomplished. All all four of those guys are quote accomplished backup quarterbacks in the NFL, reputed to have big brains. Throw their big brains into a room and let them hammer this out. Mike Fisher, we're right here with Sean and RJ, one hundred five three. The fan. We have a possible Zeke uh, controversy or some type of altercation stuff. in Las Vegas with another DJ out there. It sounds like the DJ is trying to get attention and hyping this up and that Zeke was on good behavior. And then we have Cole Beasley on Twitter saying the front office pushes who they want to get the ball to. I have not been a huge priority in that regard. Uh, more balls come my way in two minutes where nothing is planned. Doesn't mean I'm gone. I want to play where I can make an impact. Hard to do that here with three to four opportunities a game. You want Cole or you want Zeke first? Working on the assumption that Ezekiel Elliott is innocent. To work on that assumption for a moment. Right, um, right. What, what a life in a cage where, where every time now that you go out, and you brought some of it on yourself, every time you go out to a bar, every time you go out to a club, every time you go out to a restaurant, there's a possibility that there's some – bus boy who's going to say you punched him in the nose right uh, that that's too bad uh, i if that was my life maybe i would avoid bus boys uh zeke certainly did that over the course of the last year and uh speaking not only for cowboy fans but for the, the people who have to cover that crap and just get exhausted by it i hope it goes away he needs uh, to he needs to get a camera crew to follow him around right like, yeah, maybe, maybe so and, and you know what somebody do it Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't be it wouldn't be just a camera crew. You could find a TV network to do it, probably. <laughs> TMZ, uh, and and that'd be that'd be fine by me. On the Cole Beasley thing, and, and Sean, as you know, over the years, especially the Cowboy wide receiver room, I've had these conversations with them about why do you guys misuse Twitter? Dez, T. Right. Will, Bryce Butler, and and to some degree, uh, go eat a blank Beasley too. Why don't you just use Twitter to put up baby pictures and promote your foundation? But I must say, Beasley used Twitter last night in a in a smart way, the same way that Jerry uses his show with you guys. Remember when Jerry the other day said, "This is how I talk to the fans." Mm-hmm. Yeah, by talking yep. to you, that was awesome. So Beasley last night used Twitter to interview himself, basically about his future, <clears throat> and and I think that Scott Linehan's departure increases slightly the possibility that Cole Beasley stays here, but but. We're aware of the August negotiations in Oxnard when I believe that Beasley, who's making an average of $3.5 million now, I believe Jerry or Steven sat him down and said, we'd like to offer you the same thing going forward. How'd you like more $3.4 million? And I think Beasley walked away offended from that. Does the front office actually dictate? Okay. Why was it smart to take, why was it smart to take shots at the front office and also criticize the offense? uh, It's honest. Okay. Does that make it smart? Does it make it smart, though? Yeah. But, but no. I, but but I don't. I just don't think the way he said it sounds right. literally true. 
that that the front office is dictating who gets the ball. Right. Listen, Bees, and, and I, we all love Cole Beasley, and he's a friend of the fan. Your usage, he talked about his utilization, it was double from the previous year. It was. Yeah. Double. His, his catches went up almost double. His yardage went up almost double. He, had, he did not have three targets a game, as he claimed. Before the Amari Cooper trade, he had six targets a game. Not three, six. And after Cooper got here over the course of the season, including playoffs, 5.1 cool. targets per it's game. Cool. Uh, wh- where do you want me to prioritize? I'm, you know, we're talking about targets now. Where do you want me to prioritize bees? Above Amari Cooper? No. Forget it. Above Ezekiel Elliott? Forget it. Next on the pecking order? That's where he was. Uh, where do you want him to prioritize financially? There's guys like mm-hmm. him out there. Mm-hmm. Who makes seven million dollars a year? Y'all listen. And the Cowboys, if I'm if I'm right, offered him three point five. Well, that tells you that Cole Beasley is going to go someplace else and get seven. Mike Fisher, Cowboys insider, and our Mavericks insider, join us here at one hundred five through the fan. Uh, outside of Luka Doncic going they, full they Hulkamania on his Smith, jersey at halftime, what do you think of the Dennis Smith Jr. return? Dennis Smith. Well, Jr. you know, he, oh, even when Luka isn't great. It's quite a great show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he's one of the few guys, and James Harden is another who like you'll you set up a play for him at the end of a half so he can shoot a forty foot jump shot because he really thinks he can make it and he really does make it. And as Carlisle pointed out last night, RJ, you and I have talked about this a lot. You know the little dirty little NBA secret on how at the end of a half a guy will will not shoot it at the buzzer, but then wait for the buzzer, then shoot it. Yeah, yeah. So that way the, the miss doesn't go on his record. Mm-hmm. Luca doesn't do that. He, no. he shoots it. Ball. He doesn't care. So he shot the air ball last night at the end of the half. It was and yeah, out. ripped his jersey. And then somebody asked him, Why, why'd you do that? And he said, well, I was, I was peeved, except he used another word. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was ecstatic to have his buddy Dennis Smith Jr. back. And listen, Mavericks, still and, a young and we team, had this conversation man. with Cuban a little a bit last team. night. You made this way too hard. <laughs> you, you made this process way too hard. It's not that hard. T- tell the kid that he's starting. Tell the kid that he's starring. Tell him that we're going to at some point have to stagger lineups so either you or Luca are always involved. Tell him that the starting five involving you hasn't been very good by the numbers, and now that we don't have J.J. Barea, our, our second five needs some help. And then after he goes and does something good like he did last night, 17-8-4, and four, Go tell him he's tremendous. The, 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 the six things that you have to do to fix the disaster that doesn't have to be a disaster. And the Mavericks and Carlisle did all those things last night. All did, cheers from the crowd? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a really one. warm ovation <laughs> for him but, uh, when introduced. <clears throat> but as we uh, stretch for time, uh, <clears throat> shout out to the Mavericks for getting that dub. Hey, this is the thing. Um, with Cole Beasley, he may be gone. We may be start singing – Although we go to the end of the road, you know, with with Cole and I, and I and I and I love his skill set. I love what he brings to the table. Um, <clears throat> it may be one of those things where is he, this is, might be his last year. You can talk about the coaching staff. You can you can you can point fingers at the coaching staff. You can point fingers at the running back, the quarterback. But dog it, if you start talking about their front office, I mean that's like a slap in most of those billionaires' face. Now they're gonna be looking at it like okay. 
Okay, player acquisition. Will McClay, go find us another Cole. And I'm thinking that that's what they're going to do this this all offseason, to be looking to replace Cole. I love him. I love his skill set. I love what he brings to the table. I love the fact that that's, he's a sure-hands catcher. You know, we wouldn't have won that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game if you look back at it, if he didn't catch that third and, like, 14th play. It was like a play that he had to reach out to the high heavens to bring that ball down. So, and then on top of that, we saw what happened in the Giants game. So, Cole is nice, man. He is nice guy. I'm talking about out there on the field. Nice, nasty type of guy. Um, but far as uh, his, his uh, Twitter hand, handle, man, is very entertaining. Is very, is very entertaining. Um, <clears throat> so what we're going to have to do is go back to the drawing boards, and then we got to look at everything line by line and see what we can do as far as um, – replacing Cole Beasley down the line it's it's, it's, it's sad but true I, I don't think that this thing can overtake uh the rest of everything of what he said out there you know good and well you like I said before you can talk about the offensive coordinator you might can talk about the head coach you can slide things at the quarterback you can say things about the running back in the offense in general but when you start talking about the big bosses upstairs <sighs> Oh, it's going to be crazy. Shout out to you, uh, ASVP, man. Uh, he says that uh, don't forget about Cedric Wilson. And he's saying Cedric Wilson's better. I'm not going to say that. But we, we will see. We shall soon see. And we know he get a pass. You know, Cedric Wilson, he's Boise. He get that Boise State insurance. So uh, with all that being said, guys, uh, we about to wrap the show up. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Do not, do not forget. Continue to help me out, help the nation out, find me some players. Let me know that we want to just take a real good look at to see whether or not their skill set matches the Cowboys' uh, needs or whatever, or, or I guess whatever best player available. Because I, I'm with the belief is you use a little bit of BPA and you use a little bit of draft needs and you figure out how you create your draft board and just don't window dress it. You got to figure out a way to get the best player out there on the field and dog it. Even if it so happened to be if the second round draft pick and this is a number, if it's a nice running back, <clears throat> you already have some issues going on off the field. I'm not saying that Ezekiel Elliott is in trouble or anything, but you already hear some noise of Ezekiel Elliott. Do you really sign him up for a big long-term contract, or do you say, hey, Zeke, prove it. Let me go ahead and get this young lad right here. And the same way with the quarterback, because a lot of people say, oh, you just talking about Ezekiel Elliott, who's been one of the greatest running backs of all time so far within his first three years. What I'm saying is collectively, best player available. So even if it's a quarterback that you have high on your draft board at number two, then you still make that move for BPA. That's just how it goes, man. Um, with all that being said, speaking of time that's been mine, I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to Nothing But The Bass. Salute. I'm out. Peace. Appreciate you all, man. Thank you all. Thank you, Sheila Neal. Regulate. Without any hesitation, that's what I'm talking about. No deviation to the plan of the mastermind. <laughs> Yes, let's get this thing going one way or another. Cowboy Nation, we're going to be back at this thing, right? We okay. We all right. Cold Beans is going to figure out a way. <laughs> Hopefully. This draft, I'm not worried about the draft at all. I'm not. I'm not. I promise you I'm not. We got Will McClay, right? One way or another, right? Yeah. 
shout out, quick shout out, quick shout out. Pull up, man. There you go. Ron Jackson, shout out to you. Malene, mean mug, forty four. First name nation. What's up, man? Appreciate all y'all, man. Thank y'all, Kevin. Townsend, first person that's in the chat box today. Townsend, supercharged cowboy. He charged up. He all built up. Let's go. Money making mall. Salute.